Uh, oh my god, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're, you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who, who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, cryptids, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know the drill. I'm Alex. And Christy. And this week we are back talking conspiracy theories. But before we dive into this week's distraction, Christy, what do you need a distraction from? What's going on? My distraction is I am exhausted from work even though I've had days off. And I disturbingly turned off today because as people know, there's the construction in front of my house that's going on. And uh, today, or like the last few days, it's been like a party town out there because all the construction guys are so vulgar and talking about bodily movements and fluids. What? Yeah, like on the main street of Wyrton, screaming about it. And then they like have trucks on with the radio. So it's just, it's much longer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, I get that men will be trash, but do they have to be trash right outside your window? Can they not just leave it at home for mm-hmm. like seven hours a day at least? Eight hours? Is that so much to ask? Yeah, I was rather disturbed. So I was like, I, I don't need this anymore. That's the end of my distraction. Fair enough. I am going to do a blanket statement just so we can get into the distraction because I am so excited for this episode because it is a weird one. But my need for a distraction is just life. I felt like last week was like a really shitty week for some reason. I don't know why. I was just in my feels about life and things. And isn't every week? It's kind of every week, yeah. <laughs> but but it's especially last week. So I'm I'm ready to talk about weird shit. This week's distraction has us chatting about a conspiracy theory so weird and confusing that I have a hunch you'll either be creeped out or scratching your head. Don't worry, I do have an explanation at the end, a potential one as to what exactly is going on. But regardless, I'm going to introduce you to this week's distraction, the mysterious man from Tarid. From where? Tarid. And it's spelled T-A-U-E, oh, wait, no, T-A-U-R-E-D. You might be wondering, where the fuck is this place? What is this basically. That's a good question. Uh, let's break down the report and then dive into the proposed conspiracy theories and figure out what what is this place? What is this new vacation hotspot? So we're going to hop backwards in time to around July 1954. The location, Hanada Airport in Tokyo, Japan. And yes, I had to go jolly phonics that the name of that airport because... I did not want to butcher it. So hopefully I didn't. I don't know the specific date in July of 1954. All I know is that apparently it was hot. That's that's all the information I can give you. So no specific date. We don't know if it was the 14th, the 15th, the 21st. But you bet your ass it was a warm July day. 
You just know the weather. That's all you got I just, for me. All I know is the weather. Whether or not, at least we know the weather. Uh, but at the airport, an inbound flight comes in, which is typical. I feel like that's what always happens on an airport. I don't know. It's maybe a wild thing for some folks to hear. But the flight was reportedly primarily made up of Japanese residents and a few European passengers. After grabbing their belongings, passengers went to customs, which, once again, typical. It's kind of how it works at the airport. What do you know? It's a custom at the airport to go to customs. Exactly. What isn't typical about this scenario is one of the passengers on this flight. Cue the seemingly normal appearing Caucasian man who approached the customs desk. The man was described, other than presenting as male, as being well-dressed, slender and built, and what airport officials believe to be of European descent. The man reportedly had a leather-bound briefcase along with his luggage, according to the report from the YouTube user Bedtime Stories. According to reports, this man's primary language was French, so oui, oui, bonjour, all that Francais stuff. That's not actually... comes off. (laughs) (laughs) just... We've just offended an entire... uh nation but uh so yes primary language was french however he seemed to be bilingual and could also speak japanese apparently the man claimed to be there in japan on quote-unquote business uh the man provided his passport which seemed to turn this normal sounding situation to a weird one real quick the man allegedly handed over a passport from a country called tared which if you haven't guessed it by now isn't a real place. So I don't know if anyone's pulled out a globe or a map, but Tarid isn't isn't real. It doesn't actually exist. If you're trying to get through customs and through the airport, you'd think you would like try to use some legit actual place, even if it's fake, just something. Even though the passport seems suspicious, of course, because where the fuck is Tarred? And like, what does this even mean? Um, and sorry, it's Torred. I keep saying Tarred, it's Torred. My bad already messing up it's totally fine but even though they had this person had this password from torred they're like ah oh, this is kind of weird inside it was stamps from other airports meaning that this person would have gotten to and from other airports totally fine no problem because it's been stamped so those other officers are dumbasses yeah someone's not really paying attention at all i've seen some pictures of the passport. I don't, I saw it online. So once again, got look at it, look at it with a skeptical lens. But here is some of the information I've seen based on the picture I did see online. So the man did appear to be Caucasian with a mustache and a beard. Suspicious. His eyes were closed in the passport photo, which I don't think is allowed like you have to have eyes wide open when you're getting your passport picture taken it's like very strict eyes open no flash anywhere no glasses no smile mugshot hideous photo basically yeah yeah, you you have to look like shit in your passport photo if you even look slightly pretty they're like "Mm, can you can you turn it down a bit like this is a passport photo this isn't for vogue but yeah eyes closed weird uh acceptable not acceptable His date of birth was listed as September 11th, 1988, which would put him 34 years ahead of the date when this all happened. Because once again, this happened in 1954. So I don't know. I I don't know math well, but what I do know is that 
doesn't add up at all. The other weird thing is that the issue date of the passport was July 16th, 1950, and the expiry date was July 16th, 1960. Place of birth was listed as Infopolis Torred. And finally, the listed name was Broderick Genasifer. What is, how is anybody taking this passport legit? Exactly. Once again, I've only seen this passport photo in a couple of places online. And because I did find it, once again, online, I don't hold a lot of water to it. I'm going to continue to refer him as being, quote, this man, as opposed to Broderick Genasifer, whatever. I'm probably butchering his last name. But regardless, this man. In no relation to our previous episode of Um, This Man. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what if they're related, though? Unlikely. Unlikely. Anyways, the passport, as the story goes, seemed official. There was no reported concern about it, but the details in front of the officials weren't adding up, which, no fucking shit, Tracy. The numbers alone, like, this guy's from 34 years in the future. Don't tell me that they're not adding up. Of course they're not adding up. Yeah, like, that's because that friggin' customs person, when I know I go to airports, it's like, oh, boop, gives you a hard stare. Hard mm-hmm. stare again. And then looks at you and says, here you go. And you're like, okay, shitty breakfast, bye. Yeah. This person, like, I don't know what they were doing. Because they were like, boop, done, here you go. Like, as if they ran, like, I, a regular well, ID and was looking for a birthday, even though that's not legit. Who knows? Honestly, once again, someone wasn't paying attention. Someone didn't have their morning coffee and, well, numerous times, because once again, this guy had numerous stamps in his passport. Because of all this weirdness, officials asked the man to go into a small nearby room to see further identification. They're like, eh, things aren't adding up. Why don't we go into a different room and like, let's, let's, let's chit chat. Let's have a little conversation figure out what the hell is happening the man handed over his documentation willingly in which it all was consistent in stating that he was in fact from a country called torred specifically the united kingdom of torred documentation included banknotes from torred and the man allegedly had various amounts of currency from all over primarily mostly from all over places in europe some may be dying to know where the hell is torred So officials handed over a map to the man and asked him to show them where his country was. And according to the YouTube video uploaded by the user Bedtime Stories, the man allegedly looked confused when he saw the map. He proceeded to allegedly point to a space near the border of France and Spain, where the modern-day Principality of Andorra is located, claiming that that was where Torred should be on the map. So it's suspicious that your country isn't on the map when you go to show them. I think the eerie thing when I heard about this story was the fact that the man was so confused looking at the map, but still was able to say, my country's supposed to be right here. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but it just gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know? Suspicious. The man then reportedly goes on to tell the Japanese airport officials that Torred was about a thousand years old, so maybe that's why it wasn't on the standard world map. He then goes on to remind officials that he had been to Japan already three times that year alone and never had any issues because probably somebody wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Somebody wasn't doing their job. But Mm -hmm. once again, whatever. As you may recall, I had mentioned that the man had stamps in his passport earlier on, which essentially would back this claim up. 
Even though the stamps and the documentation appeared to be legit, officials wanted to keep digging into this bizarre situation unfolding in front of them. I mean, who wouldn't? Who would actually be like, okay, yeah, you can go. We've never heard of this country, but we'll take your word. Yeah, no, they'd be like, mm, you're going to stick around where I figure this out. Yeah, we're, 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 we're not done this investigation here. We, we got to call in, we got to call in somebody because this is, this is getting suspicious. The man reported that he was in Japan on business. So officials called the quote unquote business the man claimed to work for along with the hotel he was reportedly lodging at. Turns out that both the company and the hotel he name dropped had never heard of this man, nor did they have any history of contacting or having any connection with this man before. At this point, our unknown individual went from being willingly to give his information and being a bit map confused to being irritable and frustrated with the officials. Essentially, he thought that officials were trying to pull a joke on him. They're like, okay, haha, fun's over, guys. Let me in. Like, I, I, I'm here on business. Oh, you're saying that the business isn't doesn't know me? Ha, ha, ha. So funny. Like, he apparently, according to the story, thought that they were just pulling an April Fool's joke in July. So instead of Christmas in July, it's shitty April Fool's. Let's let's make you nervous as, as all hell. He had documentation and paperwork to back up that he had like bookings and stuff. He had all this information to back up. I don't know if he, I mean, it's the 1950s. I don't know exactly if he would have like a hotel confirmation email by chance. You know what I mean? But I think he he was able to name drop the business they worked for, which unfortunately I didn't find that information, and the hotel he was supposedly staying at. And he was so certain with this information that when the officials came back, they're like, uh yeah they've never heard of you he was like oh ho, ho, so funny you know what i mean like okay you know when someone tells you some shocking news and you it's so absurd that you're, you just don't believe it so you automatically think that they're fucking with you that's how this guy was responding yeah if i was him i'd be confuzzled whether whatever was going on in the situation i don't know exactly as one great internet person said i am confucia so, and that's how I am feeling about this whole situation. In his moment of being Confucia, he asked for officials. He asked for the government. He's like, I want the Japanese government to come here and clear this all up. I am having none of this bullshit. April Fool's in July is not a thing. Call up my my homies at the government. Can't be like, where's, where's my embassy at? <laughs> exactly. Where's the embassy? Call them up. I want to talk to them. Get Greg on the phone. I want to be in checked into my hotel by 3 p.m. so that I can get a good night's sleep and get the continental breakfast in the morning. Thank you. But alas, government officials weren't able to just drop everything and see this guy right away. Shocker. And because the Japanese airport couldn't just let this guy go, given all the suspiciousness and the weird vibes he was giving, airport staff decided they would give him a suite in one of the top floors within the airport's hotel. They're like, all right, we need to keep you locked somewhere. Essentially, we need to keep you somewhere where you can wait comfortably. We can kind of figure out what's going on. The government, quote unquote, whoever from the government can come and we can get this all sorted out. Right. So we'll put you in the top suite of the hotel. Life is dandy. Life is good. Just just something to make do until they could figure out what the what the hell was going on. 
least it's better than like a possible like a jail cell or some shitty room. Like, like here's a here's a hotel something at least. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's better than an airport jail by any means, shape, or form. But essentially, the the room that our mysterious man was kept in was allegedly guarded by two immigration officers outside of the hotel door. So, I mean, it's kind of... Jail, but comfort? (laughs) Yeah, comfort jail? Is that a thing? I don't... Question mark? I don't know. Write us. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, The guards were under a reported strict rule to not leave that door. They were not allowed to go to the bathroom. They weren't allowed to go eat. They had to stand at that door until otherwise told, given other instructions, essentially. They mean business. Mm-hmm. According to the video uploaded by YouTube user Bedtime Stories, the man was served a meal and reportedly took a nap, probably exhausted from all the questioning that had taken place earlier. A few hours presumably passed, and finally, government officials came by the hotel room to meet with this man, and the government had came in, they're like, alright, who wants to talk to us? Like, we've been requested, what do you want? So they knock on the door, knock, 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 hello, it's not room service, it's the government. <laughs> You called, and no one answered the door. But no one was in there? We Basically, essentially, what happened was the man just disappeared. Blink of an eye, just vanished. They walked in. None of his belongings were in there. There was no trace of him in the room. He just vanished. So those um, security guards out front are uh, fired. <laughs> Well, the guards told their supervisors that they didn't leave the door of the hotel room at all. And the only other person in contact of the room or with the room was the hotel room service. Some people might kind of jump to the fact of, okay, but what about a window? And I'd like to remind people that he was on the top suite of the hotel. Uh, Not only that, but the window apparently was ledgeless, and some sources claim it was six stories high. Meaning if the man did go out the window, people would have known about it as he would, you know, kind of presumably be all over the pavement. Smoked on the sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and so there was no adjoining rooms or anything like that? Like that was all secured? You couldn't get anywhere? Locked. Was there any, like, trolley cart that this room service came on that you could, like, be like, I'm going to see sneak down here and roll away or what? I wondered that, but there was no mention of it. I feel like if that was an option, they would have mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like I got you. I don't know. Yeah, because literally my first thought was room service, trolley cart, hello. I've watched cartoons. I know what happens. But I watch spy movies. People are yeah. there. I've watched Spy Kids enough to know my spy things, but yeah, no, no trolley cart mentioned, so who knows, could have been that, but we'll never know. What begs is even more strange from this whole event is that no one has reportedly came in contact with this man ever since 1954. No sightings, no reports, absolutely jack shit. Like, just nothing. Nothing. Homeboy just be like, bleep, gone. Off the face of the earth. Exactly. And we all, we both know what happens when people just vanish and go missing. Ghosts. Okay, well, no, not ghosts. I was going to say conspiracy theories. But you know what? Same. It's all creepy. It's all spooky. But now... Ghostly conspiracy theories. Basically. But now let's get into 
the conspiracy theory. So, all right. So the first conspiracy theory is that the man was a failed spy. A common theme in terms of secretive or seemingly secretive folks is that there are somehow spies. Some could tie this notion to the situation or perhaps speculate wildly that the man was actually a spy trying to get Japanese intelligence. This could be backed up by the notion that the man demanded to see Japanese authorities, which if he was just a regular, regular businessman, why would you want to speak to the government? Why? Like, that wouldn't be my first call. If I went to the States and was being held at the airport, do you think I'd be wanting to call Biden? I mean, maybe, because I, I have a little bit of a secret crush on Joe Biden. But besides that... Probably wouldn't be my first go-to at, at an airport. No, it would be the Canadian embassy or whatever. However, that works at different places. And, yeah, if you're in, like, I don't know if you're in Japan, you're like, I want your government. Like, they're the one giving you the issue. So why do you want their, why do you want their help? They're not going to help you, obviously. Well, and how how free is the government's schedule? Like, I feel as if if I, wanna, if I was in this situation, I said, I want to speak to the government. They'd be like, okay, who? Why? From what department? Do you know this person? I think they're on vacation. No, they're on. They're doing like a speech somewhere, or you know, they're part of the government, so they have things to do. I mean, we 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 like to say that that we have they have things to do, but let's be real. Sometimes they probably don't. Anyways, it's just it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird place to go in my mind. It is. And I made this might be TV. I watch too much Canadian uh, border security, whatever. When they're like, sometimes you're like, oh, this isn't working out. They're like, you can just go home. And I'd be like, okay, bye, I'll go home. Yeah. And you're choosing to stay and have all these issues going on. Exactly. It's like, okay, well, can I get the next flight back home? Can you send, can you, can you help me out to get home? Like, no, I'm not going to fight to be there, especially for business. Like if I'm there for work, it's like, oh, you're not going to let me in. Oh, darn. I guess I'm going to tell my boss I'm going to have to miss that convention gee dang oh well like no i'm getting the fuck home so sad that so sad and just to preference i called him a failed spy because he was caught and i feel like that goes against the whole spy code thing you know you're not supposed you're not supposed to be suspicious and get caught you're supposed to just go with the flow exactly i don't I mean, I don't know what the mission was, but I'm going to say it was probably failed considering he wasn't able to fully get in Japan. Obviously, this theory could be debunked or perhaps argued, but I know that's where my mind went when I was doing this research. I I was like, okay, well, he's a failed spy. And that's that on that. Uh, This theory actually ties in well to the next one, being that the man has allegedly been thought to have been an alien. I hate alien theories. I know. (laughs) <laughs> when I was writing this, I'm like, Chrissy's going to just shake her head. I feel like we can't have a conspiracy theory episode without aliens being just thrown into the mix at some point, one way or another. Some suspect that the mystery man from Torred was actually either an undercover alien, i.e. pretending to be a human, or just an alien who seemingly appears to be more human-looking than we've previously considered aliens to look like. So instead of looking like a little green person... Or thing, it's a full-blown Caucasian man, which explains a lot, actually. You know, because I've been wondering why white men, and now it makes sense. See, whenever someone says aliens, all I can think about is the movie Signs. And then I'm like, it's so weird. And then I'm like, ugh, they can't be real people. 
I haven't seen that movie in so long that I don't remember. Like, I know it's an alien movie, but I, I don't remember the movie. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I know. Anyways, it's back not on. worth watching it again, but okay. You know what? Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, I won't, re- I won't rewatch it. But back, back to this theory. So some think this may be backed up by the notion that the man came from a seemingly made-up country, perhaps just a, another planet instead of a country. Also, the fact that the man wanted to speak to Japanese officials comes off as being sus under this theory as perhaps this alien wanted to get the dirt on whatever aliens need to know about us, which I don't know why. Like, if you're an alien listening, why do you want to know? We're so fucking stupid. Like, I just don't understand. We're literally killing our own planet. What more do you need to know about us? Like, if you're going to want it in an invasion, we're going to destroy it before you get here. So, lose, lose. Yeah, TikTok on the clock. Party don't stop. Might as well get this show on the road sooner than later because our, our planet's not doing well. Uh, But on top of all this, the whole disappearing act comes across as super mysterious and has led people to suspect maybe that's because they're an alien and they have capabilities to do such a thing. Grabbing at straws and unicorn horns here, just whatever we can grab at, some have bounced this idea that around that maybe because of the bizarreness of it all, the mysterious man from Torrid was actually an alien just because of how weird the situation is and when things are weird we tend to go into the weird reasoning side of things and apparently right to aliens unfortunately i mean what better place to run when everything gets weirded right just to aliens i guess but that kind of ends it on that theory it's a little weird bow on that whole situation and then the next one which i know you're I don't know if you're going to be interested in this one but i'm going to say it anyways because it was the main one so i'm sorry christy but some people think that the man of Torrid is from a parallel universe. I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> you look kind of intrigued. You're like, okay, do tell. <laughs> tell me more. So the most commonly reported conspiracy theory is that the man from Torrid is from a parallel universe. Parallel universes have been demonstrated in numerous movies and TV shows, often being demonstrated as sci-fi fantasy. Without getting super scientific, the thought behind a parallel universe is essentially noting that our universe is not the only existing universe out there, and that there could be multiple universes running simultaneously. So, yeah, that's weird. I think that's very on brand. Uh... Each universe may have similarities and differences in terms of time and progression. And I'm not certain, but I think there is a thought that you could time travel from one universe to another. So that's kind of where I believe time travel comes into play. I'm doing like a weird thing with my hands as if this is like the motion to time travel, but I don't know. I've never done it before. Christy, have you? No, but I can just picture you being like your hand motions right now. It's like I'm just developing a fireball first i don't know <laughs> yeah basically that, that could make sense because he technically i don't know from the future as per his passport i don't know well and i was just gonna say i'm somehow reverting to dragon ball z which i haven't seen since like 2000 i don't That's know what why i was thinking that, of yeah i don't know why that reminds me of time travel because it has nothing to do with it but alas um i think some people may have wondered or do wonder how this man got from one universe to another which seems like a hard concept to wrap around, so I'm going to simplify it the best way I can. 
essentially, people think that there may have been a glitch allowing for two universe timelines to interact with one another in which the man could have unknowingly jumped from one universe to another without necessarily knowing. Does that make sense? Kind of. Again, I'm going to, I just keep relating it to things. So I'm picturing now the movie, um, The Host. Did you see that one? I feel like I haven't. So probably no. (laughs) It's like where people come from who knows where. They just like, and there's just little lights and these little silver things and then they get put into people and they're like, okay, I'm home now. But it's like oh. they're traveling from different like, places in different times. Interesting. That's a very weird concept. I might have to actually watch that movie. But yeah, essentially people think or it's been speculated that his universe and our universe somehow got too close to one another or actually like, I don't know, cross paths and he got stuck in our universe thinking it was his, hence why he was so confused with the map and everything like that. Does that like It does to, make it just give it a, a somewhat reason, yes. Right? Like I'm gonna just put it on blast now. I don't know if I necessarily believe in parallel universes. Do I believe that our universe is the only universe? I don't know. I, I don't have the, the degree behind me to say yes or no by any means, shape, or form. Look, I barely have a degree right now, so let's just, let's let's not get too wild here. But I will say, I think it would be ignorant for us to not be open-minded to the idea. Like, we can't be the only, pe- we can't be the only things in this world or in this No, like just think how big space is and everything that's like included in all those different things. Exactly. So the reasons people think that this man was from a parallel universe is due to the following. So the man's legal documentation seemed legit and from a real country. People think that because of this, maybe he was from a parallel universe that this country existed in. The country Torrid was thought to be believed by the man so seriously enough that he, when he pointed, he was like, when he looked at the map, he was confused. He was like, no, it's supposed to be between the border of France and Spain. When he saw the 1954 world map, as mentioned, Confucius had no idea. What was happening? Where's his country? Must have been a scary thing to be in that situation, right? So that's another kind of coin into this theory. And a weird thing is, so if he's from a different parallel universe, like, so it's something completely different, but it's the same planet because it's, he's gone to the same places. He's gone to Japan a couple of times. He knows exactly. where the map he should be. So that's kind of weird. Right? So if it was a parallel universe, maybe in this other universe, there's a country called Torred and that's it's a legitimate place as mentioned before the man claimed that torrid was only about a thousand years old where we know many well-known countries are a lot older than just a thousand years old like we're talking they old, times. yeah dang, yeah they're, they're very old so it but it, it kind of backs up the theory that maybe he's from a different universe where that is legit Uh, The sudden disappearance seemed extremely peculiar as well, which some believe is because the man somehow jumped back into his own universe. Don't ask me how that happens because I... I, Just magically go to your own universe from your airport room somehow. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like when your parents send you to your room when you're in trouble. I, I imagine it was like that. He got sent to his room and then he just ended up in another universe. I mean, I can't relate to having that personal experience when I got sent to my room. I just got sent to my fucking room. But 
to each to each their own experience. Who knows? So now to kind of wrap this thing up and give you a little bit more of some real tea as to what's going on here, because I'm sure everyone's confused, scratching their heads, a little bit freaked out. Especially if you're listening from Japan, there's this random man on a off of a plane coming saying he's from Torred and he's got business to do in your country. I'd be spooked. Uh, to summarize this week's distraction, I'm going to bring in some interesting facts and arguments that may change your notion as to what happened back in 1954. A Snopes article by David Mickelson questions, or rather fact checks, this weird situation. According to this article, David claims his whole story is mostly false. I can believe that. I say mostly because David acknowledged that there was a man who was arrested and charged for fraud back in Japan in the 50s, which this story may actually be the OG to all this weird, mysterious, madness, nonsense, internet kapoopi. So the reported man from the Snopes article by David was allegedly a man named John Allen Zegras who was arrested in October of 1959, so a couple years off from the typical story of it taking place in 1954, and then was sentenced by Japanese authorities for fraud and cashing bad checks. John, reportedly in that article by David, had claimed to be an intelligence agent for Colonial Nassar and coming from the state of Torred. With a fake passport and a good story, John was able to allegedly travel from country to country with ease. However, it was in Tokyo that his trip finally came to an end. Tokyo's on their shit. They don't they don't mess around. I've never been, but I'm just going to give them that title of the bitch you don't fuck with. The passport in question, for those wondering, was apparently the size of a described weekly magazine and seemed fairly fake at first glance. This then leads to a bit of a, oh, honey, no moment for on the Japanese embassy in Taipei as they had reportedly issued him a visa prior to the arrest at the airport. So he already got pre-approved or got approved for a visa, but it was at the airport that they're like, uh, I don't think passports are supposed to be this big. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to be this big and obnoxious. What's happening here? And who pre-approved that visa with that details and paperwork? I'm going to say, once again, someone who is a little bit sleepy and maybe not paying attention. I think it's a lot more than that, but okay. Yeah, fair enough. Here's a direct quote from the Snopes article to kind of give us a little bit more insight. So, quote, the Tokyo District Court in December of 1961 sentenced John Allen K. Zegras, a man without nationality, to one year imprisonment for having illegally entered Japan and passing phony checks. Zegras Self-styled American who has professionally acted as an agent for the U.S., FBI, and the CIA entered Japan on a bogus passport. So apparently these phony checks that he was cashing in were approximately 200,000 Japanese yen, which based off a quick Google search appears to be just under 2,500 in Canadian dollars of this day. I don't know. This is getting weird. It's, you thought it was weird in the beginning. It only gets weirder here. So for today's episode, I did do a quick Google search on John as I read that in the Snopes article, he was essentially released at some point, like he only served a year and then he was kind of gone. But it seemed as though he mysteriously vanished, which is kind of ironic because he apparently vanished in the hotel room, according to the story, but then didn't. And then now the real person did. did. It's all yeah, it's very yeah. weird. 
Yeah, someone eventually vanishes, but based off of some website hopping, it seemed as though many of the websites point to John as being the man of Torred, almost as if the mystery and the truth are in their own two separate universes and some people believe or are only aware of the mystery and others aren't. I could only find some identifying information about John and I don't necessarily know how accurate it is, so please take this information with a grain of salt. According to what I found online, he was reportedly in his 30s when he was arrested. Some reports allege that he reportedly was born in the U.S., moved to England at some point, perhaps having lived in Czechoslovakia and in Germany. So just kind of a little bit all over the place. Uh, some reports claim that he allegedly served in World War II and reportedly was captured by Germans. Not sure specifically what happened, but obviously he escaped because he found himself in Japan in the 50s. Apparently he had a wife who was traveling with him when he got arrested. She was deported to South Korea from Japan, and that's like all the information I have on her. And the other little tidbit I was able to find, apparently he claimed to be a spy, apparently for the US in South Korea at one point. I don't know. I'm talking like this because it's all just a little murky to me. Like when I was reading it, it was like, okay, where's the facts? Where's the proof? It's weird that like there's a wife in that story, but not in the actual story we're talking about to begin with. And again, if you're trying to be a spy, you're really failing when you're telling people you're trying to be a spy. Once again, it goes back to my first thought of he's a failed spy. So I'm I'm not saying my conspiracy theory was right, but I'm just saying. You think it's right. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. Uh, in case we have listeners who were wondering where Torrid may have actually came from. And if you think you may you know, have been looking at a map way too long and you're like, okay, is it a real place now? What's the tea? What's going on? It's not. It's, it's, it's still not a real place. I'm going to reference the Snopes article once again by David Mickelson in a direct quote to break down where this whole Torrid business is from. Quote, although variants in orthography and spelling in different accounts of John's exploits make matters even more confusing, we note that Taman Rasset is the name of a province and city in Algeria, and Tareg is the name of the group and languages in and around the country of Algeria, which in the article they suspect that maybe John was maybe from this area, maybe from Algeria or somebody somewhere nearby, who's to say? Once again, that conflicts with reports that he's from the U.S., who honestly knows? John is a mysterious man at this point. And unfortunately, that's we, we don't really have that much identifying information about him. There's a lot of random things, but nothing to fact check it here. No. This case was actually brought up at one point in the British House of Commons, supposedly, where British politician Robert Matthew had argued that John's situation is the reason why passports are not so great at security checks or being part of security checks, which begs the question as to which I have no immediate answer. Are passports good at security checks? Or can we start DIYing some new magazine sized passports to carry around? Just a thought. If you have any, if you let us know in the comments on Instagram or Twitter what you think, listener. Are passports good for security checks? What do you think, Christy? I think, I don't know what's inside them, but the new ones that we have that are like good for 10 years and have like that chip thingy in the in the book, I don't know mm -hmm. what it's for, what it does. Anyways, that seems kind of cool. 
But um, <laughs> to get in the sense of getting bigger passports, I don't really think that's a good idea because people of Canada will know. I don't know. Like, and if you have children that are recent in this year, you'll know. But uh, your now your birth certificate is about size of piece of paper. It's oh, made out of yeah. like money paper, and you're not allowed to bend it. So what the fuck? Yeah, like, that's you're making passports that can't be bended and stuff. I don't want anything new and bigger. I mean, I'm of the notion that if my passport was bigger, I wouldn't have maybe as much anxiety of losing it because it's so freaking big that if I lost it, I'd be really stupid. Like I de- my intelligence is already questioned, but I f- have like I would think that if it's bigger, it'd be harder to lose. But that's just my notion. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, I'm not sure when this real life case turned into a weird online conspiracy theory. Maybe the good old internet had something to do with it, like it does most things. But I think it's safe to say that it has kind of pretty much been debunked. Uh, even though the idea of it being aliens or something to do with parallel universes seem mystically spooky enough for people to want to believe that it's an uh, the actual narrative of this story. I think the creepy reality of this is how people can go under the radar so sneakily and for what seems to be a long time. And that is the mysterious man from Torred, a.k.a. this week's distraction. A.k.a. the man from nowhere, apparently. The man from no man's land. And shout out to my resources, because without you, I wouldn't have been able to share this weird online tale. So thank you so much to the YouTube video, Favorite Creepy Conspiracy Theories with Gloom, uploaded by user Lorenz Side on April 15th, 2018. The YouTube video, The Man from Torrid, uploaded by user Bedtime Stories on November 26, 2017. The News Nation website, Torrid Mystery, The Man Who Vanished as Mysteriously as He Came, edited by Raguendra Shukla, February 14, 2020. The Snopes article, The Mystery of the Man from Torrid, by David Mickelson, March 7, 2021. The Predict article, The Mysterious Story of the Man from Torrid by Trevor Mahoney, or Mahoney. It looks like Mahoney, and that's a pretty dope last name. Anyways, thanks, Trevor. You posted this article on December 29th, 2020. Google for my quick searches into John, and I did reference and look at Wikipedia. I know, shoot me, but I just wanted to check out their links and to kind of reference to see if maybe they had the same information. It wasn't my main source. I mostly watched YouTube videos for this one. Christy, can you tell our fine listeners where they can find us online? Maybe how they can say hi to us. Maybe if they want to tell us their thoughts on passports and whether or not they think that the Manator Ed is legit. You can find us on many platforms, but mainly um, Apple Podcasts. If you listen to Apple, please consider giving us a rating and a review, some more stars, get some more exposure. But Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, pretty much any other platform you listen to podcasts on, you can find us. You can also support the show for free by following us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Weird Distractions Podcast. We should pop up. Um, If you're looking for more Weird Distractions from us, consider joining one of our two tiers on Patreon. Both tiers get monthly bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes footage, free stickers, and more. Um, Some of our bonus episode topics already include Oakland County Child Murders and Ismo Uni. And shout out to our current Patreons. That is Tom and Bailey. Thank you guys so much for your support, as always. 
Love you. If you want to help out the podcast on other options, as I said, Patreon, but you can also do a one-time pledge on Buy Me a Coffee. You can support by repping our merch. We are on Redbubble. Again, just searching us. We should pop up on pretty much anything you want us on. We will be available on at that point. And lastly, we want to hear your stories. So we have already posted in Listener Distractions, but we would like some more Listener Distractions and do some more episodes in the future. So feel free to email us at weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com. You have a ghost story, an encounter with something creepy, someone who's been in a crime, arrested, serial murder, any goodies. We we love it all. We want it all. Yeah. Have you actually seen the man from Torrid? Did your grandparents see the man from Torrid? Do you know someone? Probably unlikely. But regardless, if you got something weird sent our way, we did release our first listener distraction episode back in June. We do want to do another one. We did originally promise we'd try to do it bi-monthly. But to be honest, we don't have enough where we feel comfortable releasing. If you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't have the time for this. I don't want to send an email. You can also DM us. I mean, primarily, we'd prefer email just because then we can save it a little bit easier into like a little group but if dming is maybe easier for you send us a freaking dm we want to hear from you we like hearing from people we love getting emails dms messages from people because it shows that somebody in this little weird world in this little weird universe is listening so say hi in this universe yes. in this universe if we start getting messages from parallel universes i'm gonna be a little freaked out uh i might let you handle the social medias from that point forward <laughs> and if you need a distraction we got you bye, bye.